hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Two, one. Welcome back to a hamster with a blunt penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. Take You're recording, two. John. I am recording. Take two because I could you weren't before, were you? Uh, well, no. Uh, well, we'll see at the end of the call. If we've got sorry, if this episode comes out, then I press record. Okay. Okay. So I do apologise for my technical ineptitude on your first hamster. I don't know. First, but not just first hamster. First ever podcast. Is it really? It is. And you know, I thought I'd make things really easy for myself by doing a, a three hour John Pertwee story rather than a forty five <laughs> minute news story. You're Typically, mad. Yes, you I know. Mad. Um, hey, well, as, as I did say on the take one, mm. uh, I am here tonight with potentially the most handsome hamster contributor I have met. That's very kind of you to say, thank you. You're so well. Don't believe it, but that's very nice of you to say. Uh, well, you know, we've all got a type, you know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Let's move on quick. Um, I'm here today with Mr. Mm. Craig Williams. Correct. And I am deeply interested in once again hearing your Doctor Who story. What was your first story? Well, you can you can tell me because you heard it five minutes ago. Was it Ghostlight? Yeah. It was. It was. My, oh my, my very. God. I am. I'm probably one of the most unluckiest fan fans in fandom because um, I started my Doctor Who journeys with season 26, as did you. But um, yeah, I was born in 82, so I would have been seven in 89. I remember watching with my dad. My very first memory is Ace um, finding, what's he called, the Reverend? It is Fen Cooper, isn't it? No, that's Fen Cooper's. The oh, Ernest Michael Cochran. Matthews. Ernest, yeah, it's finding Reverend Matthews in the in the glass box, transformed into an ape. That's my very first memory. Is he the fellow that goes, "You're no better than animals"? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's people don't get ghost lights so funny. There's so many jokes. There's so many jokes in it. People think it's kind of like, you know, um, impenetrable like techno crap. But it's it's it's. I think I think ghost lights really easy to follow. You know if you just think of light as like some sort of like you know guy who's cataloging, you know, life in the universe, and it's kind of and he's gone to sleep and he's kind of everything's changed while he's been asleep. It's it's once you know that it's kind of it's fine. Anyway, what's the, funny, what's the funniest line in Ghostside? Then I think it's the cream. Of the cream Scotland of Scotland Yard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. Wait, what about this? Um, I wanted to see how it worked. So I dismantled yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I love that line as well. We we, we I always gloss over Sylvester's um. You know, the bit where he's he's oh, really angry and tries to banish light. Even Sophie Aldred's looking at him thinking, what the hell are you doing, mate? Why don't you forget the survey light and, and go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, only, um, that's only second to evil. Evil since the dawn of time in, uh, in Fenric, which was my next story. And I remember Gene and Phyllis coming out of the sea and I remember Nicholas Parsons getting killed. And, and um, yeah, and then I remember survival. I remember Ace getting chased by the, the cheetah people in the playground. But And that was it, sadly. You were seven years old watching all that ghoulish stuff. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's better, better than Coronation Street, isn't it? That's very true. Yeah, I came in the same. And I say that as a big Corrie fan. But what the late eight, the late 80s was not kind to Corrie. Hmm? Did you like, were you hooked? As in, did you read the new adventures? Or did you wait for well, big finishes? Or... Well, okay, so obviously the series ended. And because I, and I was only seven, I wasn't kind of like, you know, when, when's it coming back? You know, I just kind of, oh, that was a nice program. And then in 93... I watched the Planet of the Daleks repeat, and that is what basically made me a fan. That and Dimensions in Time. And it was and Dimensions. Man. Yeah, because that was that oh, was shown about my own heart. That was shown, I think, halfway through the repeat. I think 
I think I think Doctor Who wasn't. They, they showed this. They showed the six parts at like half seven on a Friday night. You imagine that now, the the black and the black and white version of episode three was shown on a Friday night at half past seven. Oh, that's probably the last time any black and white archive TV has been shown on BBC One. But I remember like one week they 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 left a gap because it was children in need and then and they showed damage stuff. So it's nice that we're doing this. We're doing the Mind of Evil because Pertwee's technically like my first Doctor, really. If, if, if you don't count like my hazy memories of season 26. Well, did you then, did you go on and buy all the videos? Yeah, um, I, start, I bought Doctor Who magazine and I haven't missed, missed an edition since. I've got in my loft, it's kind of like all Doctor Who magazine since about late 1993. Wow. Um, what else? Yeah, I started buying the videos. I think the first video I bought was The Two Doctors. Um, and, then I, and then I made my mum and dad get, get Sky so I could watch UK Gold. But oh, that didn't happen very well. Those Sunday morning ones. Those... Yeah, it was Glen Allen. Yeah. And now UK Gold, the Vortex. I know. Do you know what? I'd be so. That was the point where I was sort of, you know, going out and getting pissed down Brighton. So yeah. I'd, I'd go out, get pissed, have a great shag, come home in the early hours of the morning, and I'd be a right old wreck, but I'd still set the alarm. So yeah, I'd but you'd up, still watch Underworld. Put, yeah. Put my bloody VHS in or whatever it was yeah. to record those UK Gold. Oh, I used, to, I used to be like, pause the. the point during the cliffhanger so and press play again after the adverts finish it will be one one thing oh bro you are a pro <laughs> it just, what 11 well they used to kind of show sometimes they used to show them out of sequence which kind of like irritated me slightly because i had my program guide by then so like, why, why are they showing the invisible enemy in horrifying rock in the, in the wrong order you know they used to do so things like that and See, remember one i think that's the point when you know you're in too deep yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah and then and then I, did, I never read the new adventures or the missing adventures but i would obviously read about them in doctor Who magazine so i kind of knew that they were what were going on and then i, I then i got into big finish but then lapsed a bit when the new series started i think a lot of people a lot did. of people did yeah yeah did. and what but, are the new series oh i love it absolutely love it well every period this could be the test of our friendship now what's your favorite period of the new series be honest. Late, late Russell, early Moffat. That's fair. I mean, a lot of people. That's a. That's a. Although, although I don't think I'm. I when season five was on, I really enjoyed it. But looking back at it, I just kind of go. Mm. Oh really? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think Amy's a very nice person. Oh, she's horrible. And I would. I wish um she was a bit more likable. But see, series four is just like. Oh. I was so excited. I mean, people say that, oh, yeah, when Russell comes back, it won't be the same as it used to be, but I, just, oh, I really wanted it to be. I'm a, I'm a teacher, so it was lovely to see kind of like kids in the playground, like walking around going, shh, shh, you know, being Cybermen and seeing all the packed lunch boxes on the, on, on the, in the, in the hall, you know, because it was, I, I, I smell that program, you know, and they're watching Sarah Jane and things, and it was just oh, lovely to see. And I don't, I don't get that now. As, as a teacher now, I don't, hardly any child knows Dr. Who. And I, I, think, I think it I might have a big shame. I hope so. Be. I really do hope so. Cy Hart was telling me he went past his old school and he had to park up and there was kids in the playground doing the zips at the end of the Yeah, story. yeah. It was, it, was, it was lovely. See, like, as a, as a long-term fan as I was then, to see kind of kids doing it when kids just didn't know anything about it beforehand. I remember that Blue Peter um, in, in the kind of wilderness years where they were all dressed up as Doctor Who's and they were trying to explain what Doctor Who was and you can tell Richard Marson kind of like, <laughs> something he did you know but um and it was sad to go oh, they've got to like explain doctor who now it's a shame but it's just so lovely to see all the kids enjoying it again in 2000 2006 seemed to be like the boom you know well, when all the toys it, came out and all the merchandise we're skipping all the way back to 1972 today 71 um, joe 71 joe oh, oh my wife see i obviously didn't have the program guy did i 
<laughs> you've done a bit more unearthing of facts than <laughs> I have. Um, <laughs> what is your relationship with John Pertwee? I don't mean personal. I know he's dead. Yeah. But like, no, what, what do you think of his doctor? What do you think of his era? And what do you think of Series 8? That's three big questions. It is. Um, well, <sighs> Series 8 is basically kind of like what we see as the John Pertwee years, isn't it? It's Season seven's kind of completely different beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are kind of, and I've seen it today on Twitter that, you know, people still kind of think this is more of the the Season 7 Pertwee rather than the the more kind of pop and colourful stuff which came later. Um, I, I love him. I absolutely love him. Um, he's because he's what you want your doctor to be. He's completely dependable. I wish Capaldi was like was like Pertwee. You know, you'd hide behind him. You'd kind of can trust him completely, even yeah. though he can be a bit of a, a bit of a twat with his companions, especially Joe. Which, as we'll see today, yeah, there's a bit of a dodgy period, isn't it? This there's a, there's a bit in episode two where where he speaks to Joe and I was thinking, you twat, you know. <laughs> Lesser, and, and she she's got she's got unconditional love for him, and she kind of put it, it is. I mean, people talk about the you know the sixth Doctor and Perry being an abusive relationship. I think we need to look at the the third. But no, I I, I love Perry. I think he's amazing in everything he does, she and even even, even the out, thing, even the things that kind of like the quirks, you know, that they're endearing as well. You know, the the you know the, the chin stroking and the and the uh, lying down, one leg up, one leg down. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it all. You, you can do, right, do a drink. You can do a drinking game with 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 some of oh, stories. Man, we'd be under the table man, yeah. tonight. Jesus, um, I, he's, like you said, he's so steadfast. You feel so yeah, safe. Yeah, with him. yeah, you yeah, do. Man. You do. You'd want him to kind of like take around the universe. That's why, like, you know, remember, like, the end of Inferno, when all that entire universe just dies. I'm yeah, really yeah. shocked, like, per we couldn't save the day. We're in trouble now. I know. Oh, I love, I love Inferno as well. I, I, I love season seven, even though it's kind of like it, it can be a bit like not for kids at times. I mean, ambassadors when they, when the, the those two men are dumped in a in a quarry, and he's kind of like Regan, who I who I adore, but I bloody love Regan and Ambassador, and he's kind of kicking the the ballast down over the. Uh, the two, the two spies. I'm like, ooh. You need to stop this, all right? Because I had Fraser on to do Ambassadors of Death, and hearing a similar accent talking about the same things because he loved Regan and that sequence as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I don't. I don't. Well, it's a bit like, oh, like, oh, adult Doctor Who is, yeah. But now I just think, mm, maybe not. Right. But there, 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 there is a bit of, of I hear that was gritty. It's always the word gritty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The season, and they're not talking about the the stuff that goes on those two blokes, are they? It's it's, <laughs> it's like there's the kind of you know the actual like metaphor for season seven being gritty. Two two crooks getting buried in grit. But um yeah, they also it's always that word gritty realism, and there is a bit of gritty realism realism in this, you know, especially the prison setting. William mm-hmm. Marlowe is doing it is yeah, is William Marlowe thinks he's in a completely different show because <laughs> yeah. he's he's, he's doing sweet. he's doing Sweeney acting. But you're a, think... a bit of Reagan, you know, that sort of smooth. He's dangerous, <sighs> but he's very cool. Reagan is the boss. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love how he has a different. I love how he's a different kind of costume. For everybody. He's got he's his Baker's costume. He's got his he's got his space control thing. He's got his suit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, no, I like I like Reagan. I think this I, is actually. Probably... I, I, Sorry, Joel. As you, as you can see, I've got my IMC mug. Um, I did have a, a Stanmore Prism one, but that's gone the same way as the colour episodes. But I've also got the um, the Regan's van, you know, the, the two signs with these, what's it, the, the bakery oh, and the um, and the laundry. And Silcock and... Silcock and Hayho. That's it, Margaret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 people talk about, you know, season seven being realistic, and he's, he's got a magic van. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> 
when your parents let you watch those few episodes of season 26, they had no idea how deep this was going to go, did they? No, no. <laughs> and, yeah, don't you ever apologise for interrupting me, all right? You've got far more interesting things to say than I do. Well, uh, I think we should skip into episode one. Why not? And see what this gritty story has to offer. Do you know what word I always throw at season seven? Clinical. It's quite clinical. It's 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 got a seriousness to it. There isn't a huge amount of humor, but it is really gripping. Like, yeah, the, there was that um, you know that Doctor and the Third Man that was on the season ten Blu-ray set, the documentary with it's Moffat and Gatiss and Matthew Sweet having a conversation, which which I bloody love. Yeah, they do make the argument thing that season eight is the first color season in terms of kind of your Doctor Who goes pop rather than the last season, which is quite dour and could be could be in black and white. Season eight is the first color series, color rather than the last one because everything everything just seems to have kind of like gone a bit more like just a bit a bit less real, you know. Even Pertwee's costume is kind of like being dumbed down a bit. I, when you start tearing the autons, I, I think it was Rob Shearman in yeah. Corridors that said it's like eating a whole packet of Skittles. It's yeah, it is. Colourful and he's now on the bright red. He's got he's, yeah. in, in this in this one he wears the red one with the, with the with the purple cape, and it's a lot more like you know jazz hands than than season seven. And you get claws of Axos, and then we've skipped out of reality altogether. Yeah, yeah. I know pur- purple sense. knickers on jewel. It's like, oh. Oh, well, I don't really notice that sort of thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Yeah. It's quite a... In fact, you know what? For a 70s story, I was counting the women in this. I'm like, there's Pixem Pixem Lin as yeah, yeah. um what's her name? Uh Chin Lee. Corporal... Yeah, yeah, Corporal Bell. Fabulous Fernanda Marlowe as mm, uh, Corporal Bell. Yeah. Um, and obviously Joe as well. Yeah. I know it's only three, but that's yeah. more than you know most Hinchley seasons can manage. I do, I know I do love though how kind of oh well he's called William Marlowe, she's called Fernanda Marlowe, or oh, they must be married. Like fans have had that kind of like oh yeah yeah oh you, they must be married. You know there can't be any two people who have the same name and you're not married. She corrects them on the commentary. She goes yeah, oh, yeah. I'd like to I add, never married to the William Marlowe. Wikipedia Marlo. page yeah. says I'm married to him <laughs> and I'm not. But you know what? But, Sorry, folks, we will start this in a minute. We're just having so yeah, much yeah, talk in it. Um. She does say as well, though, that she became friends with Pixel Lim, didn't she? When yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They've been lifelong friends ever That's since. That's lovely, isn't it? Stories like that. It's a bit like um, Barbara and Jenny in Dalek Invasion of Earth. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. busy mates for life. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Amazing. Wow. Now it's our turn after doing this commentary. You know. oh, absolutely. This absolutely. is where we meet. Till death do us part. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm preempting my death. Let's go into episode yeah. one. Um, right. Can you count us in then, please? Yes, three, two, one, play. Bloody hell, that was quick. I wasn't ready. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. Don't worry. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is the most premature. No, I'm not even going there. You talk. Go on. Um, oh, aren't these <laughs> credits lovely, Joe? <laughs> oh, they're gorgeous. Talk about colour. Mm, I don't know. I feel as if well, they, well, they, were, they were made in black and white, weren't they? They were actually, and then they put a filter on them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. You can see the, the original film on the Spearhead Blu-ray. Well, there you go. So you're already educated, yeah, mate. Yeah. And then they use the they use the same filters on when they've colorized the Troughton um, title sequences for the animations. What do uh, Inferno and the Mind of Evil have in common? Well, I'd be, I'd be interested in your take. Here. How do you pronounce the the writer's name, Joe? I think it's is it Horton. Well, you see, I I would say I would say I would say Horton because I live near a a, a town called Horton, a spring. 
So when I see that word, I just think Holton. But I hear people on commentary. The thing is, on the commentary and on the making of this, no kind of like agreement. Oh, there, okay. there, there's Holton. Some people say Holton. Some people say Houghton. It's like Mark Gattis stroke Gators. Oh, yeah, I know. I think yeah. he likes that, though. He really. I just think it's, it's, it's Gators because I've heard Mark Gatiss say Gators. Yeah, you know, interesting like... interesting fact here John Pertwee or the Doctor Who kind of like from a massive like you know ancient technological race of the Time Lords is absolutely fascinated and tickled pink with CCTV I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow what will they think of next <laughs> I didn't think this primitive civilization reached this level yeah yeah He's, he, and the, the photo on his ID badge there is, is a promo shot from Terror of the Autons oh, well there you go <laughs> yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be like Andrew Pixley here Oh well, but, um, I think I think I'm more like Andrew Ridgely. Just to, 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 to your George Michael, of course. Oh, George Michael! <laughs> I'll be in this toilet over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in a prison. It was stink. Um, oh. Do you know when he's there doing that sort of at the yeah, yeah, yeah. CCTV? Sarah Sutton and Janet Fielding on the behind the sofa were saying he's no fun. He's got no humour to him. Well, that, well, that's the kind of like a, a myth that needs to be debunked, isn't it? Mm. Um, but said... but. but People say, oh, he was like really like grumpy in his first. It's a bit like Hartley. He was really grumpy in his first season, but he he wasn't. He was kind of he was doing magic tricks and all sorts. But you know, you know all this stuff in a minute. Well, he's really spectacularly rude during. Yeah, the- yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's hilarious. Oh, it's brilliant! It's I like the. the- he, they go, can I continue? He goes, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine oh. I imagine that's what Pertwee was really like in script meetings or something. You know, he goes, well, what have I got to say this week, Katie? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Actually, so, is, is, this, is this Eric Mason? And yeah, or oh, oh, that no, the um, Barnum is uh, is, is Neil, Neil McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. yeah, who's got the most magnificent cheekbones ever? I do. He was. I, I just did Power of Crow the other week as well. You know, this could yeah, be yeah. A different role. I don't think he's even forty here. Really? Yeah. It's it's Michael. There's Michael Sheard. He's thirty three when this was being filmed. It, it, it's true what they say, though, not people like looked older than what they were in the yeah, 60s and definitely, 70s. Definitely. But I like because they because they've got to kind of show um, Barnum as a kind of a, as an imbecile and simpleton later. They've got to make him like really, really unpleasant and violent in this first scene, just to show how evil he is before he gets his uh, he gets his uh, experiment. I love how they're holding this meeting in a greenhouse. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> or a conservatory um, or something. You don't often see a ceiling in Doctor Who, right? So give no, no, yeah, yeah, true, true. We're usually sort of short in shooting towards the walls because there is no ceiling. Yeah. This, this Pertwee, do you see, you see Pertwee put his cloak on that person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there's, some, there's some amazing photos of this when they do this in rehearsal. And Pertwee's wearing the, the purple kit, but he's wearing it over this like yellow shirt and kind of floral cravat. And, and I think sunglasses. I'm not oh, I'm not sure. But he, he, looks, he looks the dude like. Fashion icon, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, like- back there, there's a fella with... Um, Oh my god, what are these called? Can you help me out here? What are these called? Hair here? Cyburns. Oh, Cyburns, yeah, yeah. There's a fella there, right? And in the book, Who Killed Kennedy, which uh-huh. tries to weave this character, this reporter, throughout all the Pertwee stories, he is identified as that man. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's two stories going on here. We could rep we could retcon him as being Harold Chorley. If if it wasn't for that, couldn't we? Yeah, that's a goodie. Yeah, he, he should have appeared in like the Pope years. I think they've kind of put him in a big finish and set in series seven. I think lately. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have a look at that mm. from from Pertwee. <laughs> it's a policeman's helmet on a light. Yes, you are right. It is. It is. 
It, oh God, yeah. It was funny though. That's the second attempt. Yeah. Well, imagine, imagine what 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 would have happened to that first one if he sat on it. He did. Oh, now you're talking my language. Honestly, it's not. I ain't got much go of those. So I couldn't really do much for that, if I'm honest. <laughs> I, I love how it looks like he's, he's going to get his hair done and all. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. But I tell you, in all seriousness, for a second, there is a shot from above when he's just about to go through the process and the camera. Yeah, oh, it's, it's in, amazing. Yeah. It really looks like someone's on death row. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that yeah, he's, 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 he's writhing in pain and that, and he, and screaming. Like, can so, I ask you, right? Yeah, go on. Is there, with your kids, uh-huh. I'm not sure how old your kids are. Ten, are they... ten, um, ten and four. Ten and oh, okay. So that's two very different ages. Is yeah. there a limit of what sort of you would show them with Doctor Who, or can they? Uh, have well, to... I think I think Dark Water possibly yeah, across the line oh, with Jesus. the whole cremation stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here he is getting his hair done. That's that's me getting carried and get my hair cut and all. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I need a bear. What are you talking about? Simon Lack, he was in Androids of Tara, wasn't he? he? He's a good. I'm surprised they kill him off so early. Is he in Androids of Tara? Is he the the? He's the guy. He's the prince's kind of like right hand man. He's got Zardek, is it? Yeah, yeah, Zardek. I yeah, yeah. Bloody hell! Everyone's done other roles in this. Michael Sheen, Neil McCarthy. Oh, William Marlowe was in Revenge of the Sidemen. I know it's 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 so sad because this William Marlowe is outstanding in this. Revenge of the Simon, it's a complete non-character. And you wouldn't know he was in it. He's wasted completely. Yeah, there's that shot you mentioned. You know what, Craig? I knew there was something evil about <laughs> that machine. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like they've, 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 they've dyed his hair the wrong colour and he's uh, he's complaining about it. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, no. Is this, is this meant to have happened to the other guys who have had this process as well? Or is this like a one-off? He's so he, evil. This is what's happened to him. Because he, he becomes like a simpleton, doesn't he? Yeah, but, he, but then he, he does get everyone like fawning after him and doing jobs for him, so maybe it's not that bad after all. I might try it, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Casey Manning says they were falling about when he's going around the sets, going, Dr. Summers, <laughs> where are you? Like, I, I, I'm looking for Dr. Summers. Can I ask you a question then about how serious this is all played? Like, what's your preference when it comes to Doctor Who? When it when it is sort of geared a little bit more towards adults like this, oh, I, I don't like it, I, I like a bit. I, I, a touch of camp and frivolity is very welcome because then it's just Star Trek then. And I hate Star Trek because it's just too bull-faced. Whereas yeah. if you, if you say like... Star Trek to... podcast, you know. <laughs> the thing is, I, I rarely watch any more sci-fi other than who. You know, I, I, Is that right? Yeah, because it's got that more like, you know, fun fun aspect to it. I, I love it. I love the way he saw dismissive on there. Who are you? <laughs> look at that! Look at that nose. Honestly, Pat, we could dismiss anyone, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to have seen a, a, a scene with him and the Prime Minister. You know, with him just storming out. <laughs> They've done a good job on this um, recolorization, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, two to six. There was the color recovery that, with, the, with the chroma dots, but episode one, they, they had it turned off. So there was no chroma dots for episode one. So in order to do this, um, Stuart Humphreys, who's Babel colour. Well, did he have to recolour everything? He, he, he coloured episode one from, from scratch, frame Not by frame. Craig? Really? Yeah, it, 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 it drove him around the bend, apparently. I bet it did. And he was very, and, and I 
completely get it. He was complete. He was really perturbed that he didn't get a single credit on the DVD. But, really? But, yeah, but but none. But that's the case. None of the restoration team get any got credits on the DVD. Yeah, so he, he wasn't I alone there, but maybe they, they, should, they should have done, and, and they do in the Blu-ray booklet now. Right. How, how does this work, Joe? This guy has been frightened to death from mm -hmm. rats, but yet there are physical marks on his face from kind of, bite, he's got bites and scratches. Maybe he was just sort of clawing at his face. Yeah, but no, they say later though, those those marks were kind of caused by, by bites and scratches. I've got it. I've got it. It's, what's it called? Psycho, psychosomatic. So he fought it so it was so real, yeah. It had he, physical symptoms, yeah. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> I, I love, I love how the doctor said then, well, we should get a post mortem, and the doctor goes, oh, what a good idea, as <laughs> if that's not like part of the course. <gasps> Do you know, I feel like we get a very different Joe in this story than any other story. Well, he's remarkably competent in this story. That's the that's the kind of argument to the fact that oh, you know, Joe, Joe had this uh, three uh, story arc and she started really ditzy and then she became like a, a scientist by the end of three years. In a second story, she brings down a prison riot. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's not, I love, I love that bit of exposition. Today's the first peace conference. You should have said that. A scream. The brigadier's in charge the of the security. The brigadier's got something to do with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here he is. Here he is. Oh, look. Sorry, I need to just mention Lucy McCall for a second. Yeah, yeah. Brigadier's greatest fan. Oh, isn't he handsome? He is. Word. I like how he delivers every single line, right? Totally seriously. But like he's about to break into a laugh any minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Dr. Brigadier scenes where he, the doctor is taking the piss out of him. But he's doing it. In a, he's not doing it in a nasty way. He's doing it in a playful way, which which, which is lovely. And as for Mike Yates, mm, yeah, <laughs> oh, it, it, he's he's hot, he's terrible in this. I'm sorry. He's well. I don't mind the bits where he's sort of trying, pretending to be an action hero, going around on the bike and all of that. Yeah, yeah. This bit where he goes, oh, it's it's it's, it's, it's the, the, all the, it's all the it, yeah, it's it's the massage. You're feeling no one yet. It's, it's, it, look at him bringing the chair out for her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and, but but she is. I mean, she she is she is amazing. Picks and them. It's it. She just she just disappears in episode three, and we don't. She's kind of built up as like the big. It's such a shame. I know she was like the the um, the writer's wife and all that. We got we got our brief glimpse of Corporal Bell there as well. Shame on them for not bringing Corporal Bell back like they brought back Yates. I know she, but they brought her back once. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think she. And in, in, in when they do bring her back, I think it's only in episode one of. Yeah. Where she de delivers a famous line, freak weather conditions. Well, I'm going to say this. Thank goodness that Timothy Coombe or whoever, no, Don Horton, sorry, was married to Pixem Lynn. Otherwise, our fear we may have had, because apparently there was no actresses they could find. Oh, really? We may have had some pretty dodgy casting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, he's going to deliver his He's going to deliver his line. Oh, Christ. Oh, look at him, man. Look at him. She's yeah, he's, 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 he's feeling no one. I love how the unit HQ in this one appears to be on the set of Upstairs Downstairs. I know. He lived next door to Gene Marsh on um. It's not even it? This is the ambassadorial suites. Remember they well, mentioned well, that later. Well, no, okay. and yeah, because I suppose you wouldn't put unit HQ in front of a player park, would you? It's a lovely street where it's a lovely street wherever it is. And this is, I think, this scene's quite unusual. Like her walking through the kids. It's that. Yeah. It's that weird. I'm going to try and be intelligent for a second. Juxtaposition between the innocence of the kids and yeah, the creepy yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. that's going on in front of the camera. I mean, 
that's probably a link that didn't even enter their head, Joe. But I'm, <laughs> but, 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 go, but go ahead and think of it anyway. Look, we've got to yeah. give up something listening to this, all yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'll like said I'll try and come up with all these kind of like fresh takes. I'll probably won't. Please I, do. I, I think irreverent is going to be the tone of this of this particular edition of Hamster. Well, given it's such a serious story, that might be quite fun, you know. Well, yeah, we've got we've got to offset all the uh, all the grittiness with all uh, <laughs> the grittiness, yeah, with with, with some double entendre. Actually, this is quite a clinical set, you know. Maybe this is a bit season seven. Yeah, well, you see, well, is it? There is that argument. Oh, yeah, it's like a season seven story, but that's because of the prison setting, really. I mean, the kind of the actual like the threat of the of the mind parasite. I don't think you would have got that in season seven. I always think it's just like the high action content, all that work. Yeah, yeah. Havoc, That's what makes yeah. me think of season seven. Mm. And I'll yeah. tell you what, some of those sequences they stage are. It's all it's fantastic. There's a good one later where this guy this guy just falls on the table and the table's go. <laughs> He's getting his money's yeah. worth. I, you know, Angeli Mahindra's watching this, yeah, and she goes, Oh, oh yeah. Back in the day, she's on the bar and the sofa's going, Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, you know, that they didn't have any money to make Doctor Who. You know, we've got all the budget now. She goes, I'm starting to think watching this with helicopters and sieges on prisons that we've had the budget cut and they had the money back in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there was a massive overspend. It's a shame. It's a shit. Oh, there is. That's why he never came back. But it's a shame that those kind of myths of, you know, Dr. Oz Wobbly sets and that no money has now been kind of has gone down to her generation too. Yeah. And probably younger, you know. It's yeah. cheap, you know. This isn't cheap at all. This is lovely. He kind of and he, uh, and he, his eyes there with a sort of blue green. They look lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah bluer than Tom. I, I want I want I once worked at a once worked at a school and the, I used to do a Doctor Who club in the kind of the height of the of the Russell T Davies era. And um, I there was this cleaner I adored. Her. She was like really old, like Geordie lady, and she would she want hey yeah, uh, I once met Tom Baker. You know, um, he had the bluest eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> She was a legend. I loved her. Oh, I keep hearing about these Doctor Who. I never had nothing like that when I was at school. Yeah, well, you, you, you're too old, you know. Did you get like much of an uptake? What in the Doctor Who club? Oh yeah, yeah. there was yeah, there was quite quite about fifteen or so. 15 I'm or skipping so. over the comment you just made there about me being old. All right, <laughs> no way would there have been like a Doctor Who club in schools in the late eighties. Now, listen, I'm going to contradict you there because Jason Thompson told me on uh-huh. the, the other day that they were watching Ark in Space when he was a nipper, oh, and really? he's my age. So... Oh, that's canny. That's, that's, yeah. I, I, I like that. Did you say that's canny? Uh, yeah, canny. Oh, God, I love the Northern dialect. Yeah. <laughs> Can he? Can he? Um, is has different meanings. Or um, I think down south, if you say, "Oh, you, oh, that was a bit canny," it means like shrewd. Uh, whereas we just mean it to be like really good. What does "cunny" mean then? Cunny. Hmm. I've never heard that before. That might be more of a Newcastle thing. <laughs> no, no. I'm being very rude. Maybe when maybe there was a spelling mistake and they put a two t two ends in rather than another t. I don't uh, know. Uh, <laughs> Look, yeah, yeah, it's there lifting his trousers up to sit down. Did you read Poetry's line a minute ago? And he went, "If I was a scientist." Yeah, yeah, and he says, "I'm, I'm, I would have been for like thousands of years." But I think that's kind of like, oh, well, is the doctor? Th- doctor's not. Th- I think he's talking about the lifespan of the planet. Maybe I don't know, rather than the doctor's personal age. I can't remember. He's just great. I don't know. I, 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 there's there's all this kind of archaic so language in these, isn't it? Loads of characters around this. Era said, "Come now, doctor. You know, it's, it's you, you, yeah. You, you, you don't get that now. The writers why. of the discontinuity guide were there with a pencil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one in. Oh, oh, come now, doctor. 
Yeah. Oh, and I, I think Simon yeah. Luck's about to be offed already. Well, Sorry, I know that the the machine looks a bit shit, but it's a yeah. scary idea of this thing that's oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and makes you experience them and gives you a heart attack and you die. The thing is, though, they do it twice, don't they, in the Pope era? Because in Frontier in Space, they do exactly the same thing. Oh yeah, but but it's it's he's kind of like made a portable color machine. Craig, this device will go into the fear centers of yeah, your yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then she sees a, a mutant. What would you see then? An empty bar. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd <laughs> see know? about two and a half inches. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah. no, my heart would give up. <laughs> oh, look, 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 Simon Luck is terrified of all clips from Fury from the Deep. Oh, I'm not surprised. Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill were terrified. Yeah, he's, he's, he's getting palpitations from Mrs. Harris walking into the sea. If I did this... Oh, fade to black. That doesn't, that doesn't happen very often, is it? Sorry, go on. There's a couple actually. I did notice a couple of transitions yeah. in this. Um, if I did this, what would you say to me? You ready? Dana, Dana, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, you're in so deep. You're in as deep as I am. I <laughs> it's good music though. I, 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 love, I, love, I loved. I loved how the governor came in and, and, and saw the body on the floor and went dead. <laughs> <laughs> As if it's a complete inconvenience to him. This is literally not doing my day at my yeah, yeah. any good at all. Not him too. <laughs> but he, but, he, but a bit like the rat, he, he's he's died of a fear of drowning, and he's he's got water in his lungs. So like you know, where did that water come from? And why, when the doctor sees the flames, does he not burn? Well, I, because he karate chops them when he sees them, as we'll see later. You know, Terence Dix always says he could cover these things with a line, so yeah. I don't know he didn't. <laughs> oh, but look how commanding he is here. He's fantastic. It's dangerous, and it must yeah. be destroyed now. It must be destroyed. <laughs> well, that was great. Mm. They really gave him a headache in his last season, didn't they, in terms of S's? We had Sontarans, dinosaurs, Daleks on Exelon, and then the spiders of Metabilis. And Monst Monsters Sarah of James Planet. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 were, they were just trolling him by then. I think they probably were. Do you like the the unique setup? Like, is do you like? I, oh, I like, yeah. Well, it, but I I like Nick Courtney. Yeah, yeah. I'd have been I'd have been happy with like. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll talk, right, I'll, I'll right. talk about Benson well, next episode when we see him. Okay, fair. <laughs> but I, I mean, I wish that there was like a, a you know like they had in season seven where there was a a different like captain every week. Always call Jimmy, oh, and and right. that that would be more realistic to me if he had like a kind of like a turnover of staff and not the same three people every week. And just bring in all the best sort of people from the yeah. spy dramas at the time for yeah. a episode. Richard Richard Franklin can't do action. I'm sorry, uh, he's a there, bit, he should be a, a poet, shouldn't he? Not a soldier. There's a bit later on where he kind of like he, he says, "I'm sorry, Doctor. I'm going to take you back to Unit HQ, even though I have you force." And he just puts his hand, <laughs> he just puts his hand out on on Pertwee's shoulder. I and remember. <laughs> Do you remember that bit where he was a total bastard and he was like, "Move, Sergeant Benton." Oh, Joe, how? Oh yeah, yeah. He nicks, he nicks um, Benton's food. Uh, he, he can, he, he kind of deserves that. Uh... No, that. There are a few, like you know, people in in the Who world called Levine, and and, and they're yeah. all a bit they're all a bit uh, strange. That's right. I'll, I'll I'll just 
I'll just, I'll say, just that. say see you next Tuesday, all right? Yeah. <laughs> this guy playing the, playing the governor's really good too, and, and he kind of disappears quite early on, which is a shame. Yeah, Barry Letts says actually on. The... Oh, I love that. I love that. He's, he's worked with a rather attractive Chinese girl. <laughs> da, 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 and then it cuts to her, and it's like, oh yeah, because there's that one is the Chinese most tenuous girl. fucking in, link between yeah. two plots. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But they do it later on because the, the brigadier says, "Um, oh yeah, the Chinese girl. What Chinese girl? You must put an alert out for that Chinese girl." You know, brigadier, what Chinese girl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's only one in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then maybe but there's it, only one it's on the whole, telly. Like, rather attractive bit as well. It's just like, really, you know. But, but you know, it was 1971 or 72 if you're watching it. I don't know why. There's something about Nick Courtney and there's something about Ian Malta. Like, they yeah. can be incredibly sexist, but it's in sort of such a charming oh, you. way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't really see, I don't. I don't get any effects. Not like I did with that Dolly line that Yates yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's horrible. Yeah. Mm, yeah. She's quite a Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> it's also unconvincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe if he was he's, 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 just really, he's just really trying to convince everyone, isn't he? Yeah, if he was oh, look at the latest right. unique recruit, I'd get it. But this, this is this is Katie's favorite story, apparently. And I, I can I completely understand. I can completely understand why, because like I said, she's she's really kind of like she gets a really good. She gets some good stuff to do. Is is it nice to have a companion with the same name as you, Joe? Uh, well, I love it every time Joe Pertwee yeah. goes, you know, do as I say, Joe! I'm like, oh, I, I'm there. I do, it, I do it like 50 years for a Craig, and then he was playing by James fucking Corden. <laughs> you know, it's like, where, where's... Oh, so I start watching a programme that gets cancelled within a year, and then I get a character named after me, and and he, it's written by Gareth Roberts, and he's a, it's James Corden. Ooh. Sorry, mate, you had no luck at all, have you? No. <laughs> I don't was a Craig before that, was it? Ever? I don't, I don't think there is. I don't think there is. No, I think I would have. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, Stop. but you know hey, what? Hold. Every time I'm mentioned, I'm fucking patronised in Doctor Who. Yeah. You know. I know. I'd much rather be. Do you remember this Do you remember this line, Joe? The Brigadier is your superior officer, so you can at least show a bit of respect. I know. It's. Oh God! Here we go. We're at the cliffhanger, or is he? This is this is where he starts to kind of you know people always talk about you know Ingrid Pitt karate chopping the karate chopping the murka. Mm. Kirby starts to karate chop the flames that kind of <laughs> like no one no, yeah. like, <laughs> the next time he gets he gets kind of um exposed to the color machine, they tie his hands around his back. So I think it's probably to stop him from from doing Aikido on a on a on a foot oh bless him. See, this is the problem, isn't it, John Pope? He can't can't like No. He gurns yeah. when he gurns when he's under it. He did the same thing on the Silurians and his eyes widen and he it just looks comical. Yeah, he's he went he cross-eyed, there. cross-eyed, doesn't he? Is yeah, it? and you just can't yeah. like take it seriously, bless him. I mean, at least it's, here it's the flames, and it is linked back to Inferno, which is that, great. That, which and it, it's great, but it's also it's also very kind of like uncommon to have like a link back to a previous story. I think in, they in do this that more in this era than it. They do, yeah, yeah, because we get the you know, the plant spiders that Jaws mentioned, yeah. and the crystal comes back. But, but no, it's a nice touch. Whether or not Don Don Horton was just kind of like you know, kind of bigging up his Inferno, I don't know. And it's very good. Why wouldn't he? No, oh, absolutely. Um, when he sees the most fearsome foes he ever met later, you know, the Zarbi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a theory about Kukulia. Oh, great. Well, I can't it, why, why he sees that, I, I don't think it's an original one, but it's... Well, look, it, it got... explains it. I, don't, I can't explain the war machine and, and, and the Zarbi. He's his greatest fears. No way. <laughs> but Kukulia, there, there, is a, there is a kind of like a, a story you could explain it with. 
Excuse me, I can't help but notice you put a picture up here of you wearing a policeman's helmet and you're not yeah. wearing it. <sighs> oh, I've got my headset, headset on. Okay. okay. Do, do you do you go straight on to part two or uh... no, 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 we've got to answer a few Twitter questions first. Yes. Let's so, um I'm gonna throw them at you and, and then I've got a personal question for you as well. All right. We'll stop recording for that one. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you on mic, so it's all on record. Uh-huh. Um Okay, let me go into this and see what we have got. We had quite a lot of we had quite a lot of questions, didn't we? Well, they must have taken. Like my, my, I don't. I'm not used to that many notifications in one day, mind. I must take one look at your picture and go. Feel, feel, feel free to, to him, listeners. Feel free to follow me at Craig Will One Nine Eight Two. I had a I had a great Twitter account and then I left Twitter and then I came back, but I'd I'd like delete my original ones. I've only got about hundred followers at the minute. Well, I'll tell you this now. This this thing hamster. It has uh-huh. a fair, fair following now. Mm. And I'm truly hoping this isn't the last I'm going to hear from you. So, oh, no. Um, we're going to get your name out there, baby. But first, the Inquisition begins. Mm. Nathan Bottomley asks, is the idea that crime is caused by evil impulses in the brain that you can store in the bo- in a box the dumbest and most heinous idea in the entire Pertwee era? Probably, but it's it's Pandora's box, isn't it? That which is a story that's kind of like you know, thousands of years old. I think I think the I think the working title for this story was the Pandora Machine or something. Oh, was it? I think so. Yeah, but but I I can see where yeah, like taking out emotions and putting them into a box. But at the end of the day, Doctor Who was a time traveling police box, so it's kind of yeah. You you, you, just, you just can just say that to anything that's kind of um fantastical. Every time I hear that about Kill the Moon, you know, there people going, it's so, it's so absurd. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what show you're watching, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, here's another one for you then. My dear friend Paul Quinn asks, would this work as a masterless four-part story? See also Colony in Space and Axos. No, because the master's the instigator of the whole mm-hmm. thing. So if you take the master out of it, nothing would happen. This wouldn't have happened. Yeah. What is he, is he suggesting we replace the master with a different villain? Oh, well, I'm not too sure. He doesn't go into any details. Um, what are you talking about? The master's the best thing in this. Yeah, and he looks amazing in this one. Do you know the bit where he's got the cigar in his mouth? Yeah, and he's what he, yeah. in the limousine. The fur coat, which is, which is which is which is going to be real fur, and it's probably from an animal he's killed himself. <laughs> yeah, <no>. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to throw another one at you. All of time and space. Oh, it's a fabulous podcast. Mm. They, oh yeah, they are. I like that one. What would be in your? Oh, I've asked you this. In your scary hallucinations, if you were subjected to the Keller machine, you he can't say an empty bar this time. An empty pub. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, no, no, I don't know. No tea bags in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. No biscuits in the jar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Christ. I would have a heart attack. All right. One more. A lovely, lovely Daniel Rawlsley, massive supporter of this podcast, says the master's fear of a ghostly, all-powerful doctor looming over him eventually sort of comes true in Last of the Time Lords. Yeah, it does. Yeah. When I watched Last of the Time Lords, I thought, that's the the mind of evil throwback. Whether or not he meant it to be, I don't know. But I think a lot of fans kind of got that from that particular episode. By having Delgado as a regular feature of the Pertwee era, do they manage to sidestep the law of diminishing returns? I've never, I've never had a problem with the master being in every story and season it. Or me. Um, I don't know if I would have that same feeling if I was watching them for the first time in the 70s. And go, oh, him again? But 
Delgado's so good, you don't really care. I, mean, I wish he was in every single story in season nine too. You know, we, weird, we, you know, we could have we could have crowed barred him into Curse of Peladon. He could have been like you know, <laughs> he could have been like hypnotized. What's he called? Hepesh. He could. Yeah. He could. He, Dave the Daleks. They've got a bloke in exactly the same costume, but just in green. So he could. Um, yeah, what else? The, in the mutants, he could have been stirring the pot with the whole kind of like the the Solos kind of problem and the and the Marshall and all that. Yeah, about yeah. I have no problem with the master being a, a kind of recurring character. I wish he was in more. You know how he, that, that wasn't the question, though, was it? Well, no, is, no. He's saying is it? Yeah, from his so many appearances, it, it does it does it. Yeah. Lose well, they've they've always they've 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 overstepped that problem because of Roger Delgado. I feel because he's so good. I yeah, I agree. And do you know what? Yeah. Weirdly enough, we just wouldn't have it in the new series, would we? Imagine that the new series, yeah, yeah. every single episode, the master was it yeah. is Delgado. Yeah, I think that, and I think sometimes they do toy with it because they don't bring him in until episode four and some stories or right at the end of episode one's. So, with uh, Claws of Axos. So you, you get the point where you expect him to turn up and then he doesn't turn up, seeing, oh, he's not in this one, but then he comes in next week instead. Well, and uh, I love the trick they pull off in Colony in Space, where it's like, well, we're four episodes deep. He's not going to appear. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can't be in this. has arrived. You I, know. Know. I know, but the yeah, thing is that they mention him in episode one saying he's escaped with the Doomsday weapon. Let's send the Doctor on a mission. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you would be expecting him to turn up in the, the, in the, the Briggs looking for him in that, you know. So he is, like, mentioned in episode one. But By the time you get to episode four, you're like, well, yeah, you could have where is he? It was, it was three weeks ago. They're forgone. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have it on Netflix, did we? Oh, okay. Let's watch next. Let's watch next week's now. I really hope the new series doesn't go down that route. I really hope it's kind of drip fed rather than. Oh yeah, of course. Because every, everything's just dropped in one go now. There's a few series that aren't, but yeah, I know. I, 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 hope I absolutely like, oh, think we... that will be one a week. Yeah, we. I hope so. Okay, well, the last question then before we yeah. out episode one, okay, uh, is what the hell does Macam mean? <laughs> Did Fraser ask that question by any chance? He did. He um, said, don't forget to ask Craig what uh, Macam is. Macam is the term given to somebody who lives in Sunderland. Well, not li- who's from Sunderland, born in Sunderland. You're a Macam. Because Sunderland has a very rich shipbuilding history. And Sunderland used to make them, the ships, and Newcastle used to take them. So Sunderland were the Macams and, and um, Newcastle was the Tackams. But I don't know why they they are called Geordies instead of Tackhams. It would have pro- provided a nice kind of like you know contrast. But no, we're called Mackhams because we used to make ships. So Sunderland's Mackhams and Newcastle is Tackhams. Yeah, we used to, they, we'd make the ships and then they'd be taken to Newcastle to be kind of fitted out and stuff, and then they'd send them off to wherever they were needed. I'm gonna fire him a message later and say, "Yeah, dirty Tackham." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do what he says. Well, he's from Gateshead, isn't he? So he's not really. He lives in Gates. Is, is he from Gateshead or just born in? Not sure. I'm scared he's gonna yeah. shock us all one day. And Gateshead, say, Gateshead probably have their own kind of like names. Say he's from Kensington or somewhere like that. Mm. And that whole thing's been one big act. Well, Mid- yeah. Middlesbrough, which is like down the road, they've got their, their smoggies because they've got they've smoggies? got smoggies. Like, yeah, they've got like a massive power plant in their. Uh, you, you, you hit Middlesbrough, all of a sudden, like the kind of the, the air just goes completely kind of foggy. People from Martown were called creepies. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm from Crawley, so we were creepy Crawleys. I mean, it's miserable, isn't it? Did you hear what what Jodie Whittaker said on Graham Norton when she said, "Oh, oh what, what, no, Shatlas, Shatlas," yeah, <laughs> and she's trying to explain it. There's some yeah. Hollywood A-lister next to her. Look at yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, she's fucking mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. 
Oh, great. That was a marvellous episode one. Thank you so much. That's okay. Diminishing returns from here on after I, I pray I not. don't believe it for a second, mm. but I think we should probably go and skip on into episode two. Yeah, I want to I wanna, um, make another cup of tea. Okay, you do that. I'll make a coffee and we'll get going.